0: Welcome to another episode of the X-Experts Divorce Etc. Podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And keep in mind, you can get X-Experts in your inbox by signing up for our newsletter, get the latest news and find out all about our events before anyone else, plus access special discounts and prices. Head to xexperts.com to subscribe.
1: Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. We are thrilled on a Monday to have Jasmine Rice here. She's a certified life coach and ready for this, an LP practitioner. Do you even know what LP is? There are so many abbreviations for these professions, but that's what kind of caught my interest with her. She's a linguistic program practitioner, and I thought that was all about teaching my kids how to speak when they're babies, but it's not. It's about teaching us as adults how to properly communicate our own feelings. I think that's, I think I'm kind of hitting it, but welcome
0: Jasmine to our show today.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We're so excited to have you here, especially because what you do seems so different than so much of what's actually out there. Um, So yeah, T, let's get started.
1: So yeah, so. What is a neurolinguistic program practitioner, and then we're going to get into how this even came to be for you. So tell us what it is first.
2: It's a mouthful. So NLP is much easier. So um, really, neurolinguistic programming—it's behavior modification techniques that are intended to help improve someone's self-awareness, their confidence, and shifting the mindset, which we're all about that when going through challenging transitions in our life especially a divorce and so we're working on subconsciously shifting the thoughts in our brain so that's a, a quick overview like to
1: what hypnosis is it like a little voodoo like <laughs> what what is i still need more
2: Absolutely. So it is not hypnosis. That is something completely different. So cognitive behavioral therapy is something that sometimes is compared to neurolinguistic programming. Um, I have a degree in psychology, so this has always fascinated me. And I wanted to start using neurolinguistic programming after I learned about it years ago. So it came about in, in the 70s. And I learned about it when I was going through school in psychology. And again, it's very common to cognitive behavioral therapy that I think more people have heard of that. Again, we're shifting our thoughts. We're trying to take more control over our subconscious thoughts. And going through a divorce, we have a lot of negative thoughts. So it's trying to balance those out to be more forward focused and taking control of them
1: so now based on our conversation we had before this podcast when you and i first met i said how did you even get into this what was your journey and just so you all know jasmine is a real life expert like the two of us and 42 of you out there um so she's coming to this you know from a place in our heart just kind of like jessica and i are with ex experts we want to pay it forward we want to help people um, you know, learn the way that we've learned and, and share our experiences our experiences and our lessons in the lane that we've chosen. So um, why don't you tell us, you know, a little bit about your own personal journey and how um, this came to be as a, pro- as a profession for you. I'm stuttering today.
2: <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. It's a Monday. So, (laughs) Um, so I, as I mentioned, have a degree in psychology and the mind has always fascinated me. I was planning on going and getting my master's, but my life kind of shifted and I was in nonprofit work for about 19 years. And shortly after my divorce, I lost my job. And so everything was kind of tumbling down at once, and it gave me an opportunity at that time to really reevaluate what I wanted to do. And I really wanted to be able to help women the way that I felt like I didn't have that help when I was going through my divorce. I got really frustrated with um, conflicting information out there from this self-help book to this self-help book. And um, that's when I decided that coaching was really what I wanted to focus on, but I wanted to go on a deeper level and bring in the NLP. Because I had learned about that years ago, that's really what helped me going through my own divorce. So I'm a product of my product. I work with people based on what I use to help myself get through my divorce.
1: So tell us about your divorce, you know, what you're comfortable sharing. Tell us about your marriage. It's not an unusual story. So I want people to hear what you're comfortable sharing because you've lived it. So you get it and and you might be able to help someone in that spot right now
2: i did live it and i'm here today and i'm so glad i am i was with my ex-husband since high school we were high school sweethearts and i met him when i was 15. we began dating when i was 17 and we moved to colorado we got married here um one of the happiest days of my life still even though i'm divorced and 14 years later it ended in divorce and i was devastated I, I grew up with this person. I was with him from the time I was a child and I didn't know how to live without him. I didn't really know myself. And so there was a lot of self-discovery during this time. There were a lot of dark times. And it was when I really began shifting my mindset through the NLP was when I started making progress in my own divorce.
1: So who even introduced you to NLP?
2: I mean, heard- what the
1: aha moment that all of a sudden you're like, This is where I want to be. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. So, and this is not like a common divorce coach. And I'm not downgrading any of those other professions because we've interviewed so many awesome ones, but this is still a little bit niche.
2: It, It definitely is. Well, uh, I learned about it years ago, again, when I was in college getting my degree in psychology. And it wasn't something that we were taught in in the psychology program, but that's when I first heard about it. And we really do it in our lives on a a daily basis without knowing it. And it's that shifting perspective or looking at things from a different perspective. So there are hundreds of different techniques in NLP. But there are specific ones that can help when you have those negative mindsets. And that's really what I focus on. So when I was hitting my rock bottom in my divorce, um, I woke up um, after, honestly, I'll I'll be honest, I, I passed out in the bathtub. I was choking on water because I was drunk, basically, because I didn't want to feel. I wanted to numb myself. And when I kind of got myself together, that wasn't the life I wanted and I knew I needed to change something. So that's when the NLP was what I was focusing on to help myself. And because of how successful it was with helping myself, I wanted to be able to help other people with that.
0: So I I... Feel like I have heard to, a little bit about NLP before, and I, even though you were you were explaining it before, I'm interested in kind of breaking it down even a little bit more. I mean, is it really just? This is oversimplified, but isn't it just um, telling yourself, reinforcing positive messages over and over again, so that that becomes the like the natural go-to kind of fallback of your mindset? and that then replaces those negative thoughts that we might have about ourselves. So whether it's where we are in our life based on divorce, whether it's body image, whether it's you're not good enough because of X, Y, and Z, it's it's it sounds to me like it's reminiscent of the idea of having mantras that you're saying throughout the day and just being extra repetitive with them so that that's kind of like where your brain goes first. Am I explaining it kind of right?
2: Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, very similar again to cognitive behavioral therapy is more on the conscious level and NLP is going to be more on the subconscious level. So we are not having to consciously remind ourselves to stop thinking certain ways. So you can use NLP for so many different things, Uh, weight loss, that that's a great one. Um, Education, uh, business, a lot of businesses will bring in NLP coaches for leadership training, but then in the the coaching world or the, the therapy world, it's more of gaining control over those thoughts subconsciously. So exactly like that. It's, there's again, hundreds of different techniques out there, but there are specific ones that I feel are more specific to helping you get through a lot of that negative uh, thoughts that we have when we're going through a divorce.
0: So can you break down, I understand that someone might need actual sessions in order to do it, but what can you share with us here on the podcast that someone can listen to as a practical tip that they can take away, like two or three of the ways that you're talking about how, what that is can help someone who is going through a divorce.
2: Yes. So the three main techniques that I use are reframing, which is seeing things from a different perspective. The second would be anchoring. And I think that's a good one to talk about on here. And then disassociation is um, an activity that I do in the free webinar that I offer. So Anchoring would be uh, similar to, if you've heard of the the term tapping, when you have a happy moment in your life that you can think about doing a activity that's very subtle. So it could just be that you're tapping your your finger and your thumb together, or you're touching your knee, very subtle. And when you're having that happy moment, you do that over and over. So when the negative thoughts start to come in, if you're doing that action, again, you're it's shifting your mindset at that time, you're gaining control over that. And it's bringing that happy thought into that moment. And this isn't a one and done. It takes yeah, time. I, mean, I, don't,
1: I don't get it. I don't understand. Like I don't tap my fingers. I don't. And how do I even train myself? Like, do I leave post-its everywhere to remind myself? Like, how do you, how do you do that?
0: And what if yeah. you don't do
1: those things, those tactile
0: moves? It's, but keep in mind, I think TH, It's like how do I meditate? Like if you go one time to a, like, you know, a guided meditation, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to come home and you're going to be able to necessarily meditate successfully on your own. I think that, that part of it is that this, this tapping and these rhythms and, and the technique for anyone listening out there, like you have to do it over and over again. you have to be committed to make the change and to do it because I think it would be very easy for someone to be like, oh yeah, I tried it twice and it doesn't work.
2: Exactly. And, or like acupuncture, I've heard of that as well. You know, someone goes to acupuncture once and they don't have results. They think that it's not working for them, but it is about continuously putting in the work. And that's one of the things I talk about with my clients is I want to work with people who are willing to put in the work because it takes a lot of work. You can't just expect that you're going to read one book and you're going to be fixed or you're going to do one of these techniques once and it's going to work. It's that repetitive over and over till it becomes Unconscious for you, like subconsciously, you're able to do these, and you're not even thinking about it on a conscious level.
0: So you're really using your other senses, kind of in in a way. Because if you, again, I've never done tapping, but I know a little bit about it. So it's like if I was always going like that at a time where I don't know, you know, something great was happening. Then the idea being that over time, if I'm feeling depressed and I start going like that, it's going to make me think of the positive associations of of having that tapping or your sense of smell. I mean, I do a lot with essential oils. It's like, if I always smell something before I go to bed and that helps me relax and go to sleep, then there might be other times if I'm not able to sleep, if I smell that oil, it like tells my brain, okay, it's time to calm down. It's time to relax and sleep now.
2: Like Pavlov, the dog experiment.
1: I'm understanding. I, I I think it's just so interesting. And now it is a little bit more relatable to me. And for me, it would be with food to, to tell myself, you know what, you, you just ate. <laughs> <And> that's just one <laughs> of the, the voices inside my head. You, you literally just stood here. Go take a walk. <laughs> Go for a drive. Go on the phone. Do something for three hours. Fill your three hours before you need a snack. So, okay, oh, I'm, I'm
0: understanding it. I'm really interested in knowing like so what would what would a, a time that that someone would be using this Jasmine specifically for going through divorce. So can you give us an example of like I come to you with what type of issues or problems that are you going to help fix so to speak with this technique?
2: And so with this technique specifically, it's usually a negative thought that you're having, like, I'm never going to find another partner again. That could just be a negative thought that's constantly coming into your mind. And it just makes you feel anxious. It makes you feel sad. All of those um, unknowns that you're feeling at that time. But when you practice anchoring, what we've already done at that point is your happy place is somewhere without your ex. That you can be happy when you think about that at the beach, maybe that's your happy place and so that's the memory we focus on first. And then, when the memories start popping in your head of I'm never going to find another partner again or I'm never going to be happy again that's when you start to do the anchoring and again it's not going to just take that thought away immediately but it changes your body at that time. It's actually shifting your mind at that time. So you're calming down because that happy thought is now associated with that tap.
1: And you're taking away the power from the negative thought, Yes, right? You're giving more power to the positive and less power to the negative. Yes. So if we were to come to you, so this is like our, our consult, like, hi, how are you going to help me?
0: Take us through this. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts, plus you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else, and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com.
2: So I I walk people through what NLP is. And I usually do that in my free 30-minute consultation because I want to make sure that they're on board and they understand because a lot of people haven't heard of NLP. And so we'll talk about how long they have been divorced. Are they currently divorced? The the I, I primarily work with divorced women. And then we will talk about these different techniques. And we go through activities on how they can use these different techniques. And we work on those. And then there's a lot of other things we do as well. We're looking at goals um, and holding. I help my clients um, be accountable for those and making sure that they're measurable as well. So these techniques are just a part of it. But it, That's why there's so many different techniques because not all of them work for everybody, but it's usually the culmination of a few that when you're really going to see those results.
1: So how do you make sure that you're not also someone's therapist?
2: Because I would
1: imagine that they're going to come and say all these things, you're going to have to get through the clutter. So how how do you manage that? Because I feel like you would become a therapist.
2: And there are definitely, there's crossover between coaching and therapy, but I'm very clear that I am not a therapist because I don't want people coming to me, um, think, well, I'm not a a certified therapist, but I also don't want them coming to me if they're still in need of a therapist. I used a coach and a therapist going through my divorce. Coaching is very forward focused. Therapy is past, present, and future. And so if I notice that someone in the 30 minute consults constantly talking just about the past. They're really still living in the devastation of the divorce. They're not really at a point when they're ready to start working with the coach. It's when you're ready to start moving forward. It's the the innovators. They're ready to start going. You might still be hurting. There's still pain for for years, but they're they're very focused on ready to move forward in the future, and again, it's not all just about the past.
0: What type of thoughts other than, it was was a great example, like I'll never find another partner. I think that there are, you know, pretty, probably everyone who gets divorced is worried about that on some level, to some extent. What are some other mindset thoughts that you find that you're successfully able to help people with that are kind of common themes that people go through?
2: Um, I, I do also work with people who are going through um, changes in, in job loss because I happened to lose my job so close to my divorce. Um, and it was the feeling of failure, um, especially if it was a termination, um, that you're not good enough to find another job. And so you're not, you're settling basically at that point. And so that um, I got fired and I'm just not good enough for another firm. And so that would be another example that I've, I've used with one of my clients that's not related to divorce. Um, but with divorce, many times it is that they're not either going to find another partner or just be happy in general, or be able to provide if they have children. And um, that's very scary, as, as you all know, you know, the financial piece of it when you're going through divorce, like just that fear and that anxiety that comes in when you're thinking of how I'm going to provide for my family.
1: I think what you said about the difference between a coach and a therapist, just want to go back for a second, is just really, really, really important. And that, you know, we talk about you could be grieving through your divorce, but if you didn't love, then you're not going to grieve. Like I didn't, I had no, I was just, you know, worried for my children, but for myself, I was hallelujah and out. And so um, it's just really interesting in where you are at that point of your divorce, I was in a different place than Jessica was in. And I was I was ready to hit the ground running. And she was, you know, grieving quite a bit over, you know, what was happening. And the, you know, properly using the resources of a therapist at the right time and then getting to a coach at the right time. So we've spoken to so many different people and, you know, a life coach certification divorce coach certification is so random there's no like real regulatory unit like for an attorney or an accountant so you have to make sure that whoever you speak with anybody listening that this person is helping you move forward if you're with a coach mm-hmm. and helping you repair the damage of your past if you're working with a the therapist like This is, these are the questions you need to, you know, ask yourself when you meet people so that you're, you're making good choices for yourself.
2: I made the mistake of working with a coach first, uh, before my divorce was even final. And I was thinking that's what I needed to be focusing on. And it was honestly, she shouldn't have worked with me because I was using her as a therapist. And it was when I decided to work with a therapist and a coach, I realized that's what I needed. And that's again why I do that 30 minute consult because I, I don't want to work with somebody if they're not really ready. Because if they're at a place where they still need to be working with the therapist or maybe even just having their time to process and grieve on their own, that's okay too. Um, but I really make it clear that they have to be willing to put in the work and it's very forward focused.
0: I think it's, I love the idea of like they're just being this niche in general, specifically for the divorce category, because I, I mean, it's such a needed service that I think not enough people are kind of really willing to acknowledge or, you know, think that it, it is kind of a big enough niche to be um, warranted for the business. You had something else on your website also that talked about the concept of stroft. Can you yes. tell us what that is?
2: Yes. Uh, when I was in the, the the thick of the divorce, everyone just kept saying, be strong, be strong. You'll make it through this. Be strong. And honestly, it it pissed me off because I'm like, I want to cry today. I don't want to be strong today. And I just want to feel my feelings. And I realized like there could be both. You can be strong, but you also can be soft. And I think when people hear that someone's soft, it's a, they're a pushover, they're a softy and that's not the case. I think that it's important to be strong, to be able to move forward. And you, you really realize how strong you are when you have made it through, but you can be both. You can be strong and you can be soft. And that's where the, the term soft came in for me.
1: Is the business you yes. think you are? Do you think you are were- strong and soft?
2: I do. I do. Um, in the beginning, when I was trying to be strong, I realized I became hard. I, I was kind of like hardened. I was putting up a wall around people close to me, and it was when I let that down and I allowed some of my softness to come back, which is who I am. Um, I saw myself becoming soft.
0: Jess, what about you? I think that. I was more strong than soft. And I definitely think that that's how I've been over the last few years. Like it's something that I've been talking about a lot with my therapist more recently, like just this iron shield that I have around me that I have to be strong all the time. Um, And I don't, I feel like I'm soft with my friends, but, but that's probably really it. Like, I, I feel like it's, it's a side of myself that I don't really show anymore. I, part of it may have been my past career as well. I mean, just working in network news and running shows, like you don't have time for bullshit. You know, it's like everything has to get done and like being the boss and buck stops with me. Like, you know, I, I always kind of had to have that persona. Um, but it, the working on the, on the, allowing my softness to come through with something that I definitely have a ways to go with. What about you T? Well, first of all, with your response, I think that the soft part, it's so
1: funny because Jessica is like, she's like me, we're, we're like doers. We just get you done, get you done. Don't think, don't feel, just go, 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 go. Right. Except Jessica has been selling essential oils for the last several years. And she has embodied that, like the scent and relaxation and the routines. I still cannot do that. I do like a good perfume, but I, I can't do her whole regimen before bed. But I think that um, because I was in survival mode for the last five or so years of my marriage, I was a hundred percent strong. I was a hundred percent strong because I felt I needed to be strong for my kids. But I was killing myself, and then um, and and physically strong too. I was boxing. I was lifting, like I was pushing my, my physical strength as well as my mental. Um, And then I remember that I hurt my foot soon after I separated and my therapist said, great. So now you can't go to the gym are are we ready to get some work done here? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so she's the one who kind of helped me realize that it's okay to cry and it's okay for your kids to see you cry. It's not a sign of weakness, sign of strength. You are a human. You are not a robot. You're not superpower. You're just trying to figure it out the best way that you can. And so I think, you know, that's how I became a little bit soft, but I think it was purely for self-preservation that I was strong. Otherwise I would hear what he was saying and it was going to hurt me. So if I just didn't hear
0: Mm -hmm. then I couldn't get hurt. Right. So, yeah. I definitely feel like I, I, it, I, there's probably still a part of it that is survival mode, but I definitely feel like I can't really show my soft side all that much. I have to get that, the iron shield down. So,
1: right. I need to know. What are, what are your lessons learned in terms of this working and like what's your, how do you identify success, like for your clients, like how do you even see that, do they, do you maintain relationships with them, like, is there like a six months, and then okay, you got, you got to go out into the world now, I'm, I'm pushing you out into the world, like what, how long, I know it's going to be different for every person, but
2: So with the techniques itself there is a rule of thumb that is about 30 days with repetition of practicing one of these techniques for it to start to just become second nature to you Um, my programs when i work with someone one on one are 12 weeks but that doesn't mean that i can't continue to work with them and i do stay in touch with my clients and they stay in touch with me which i think is great so i can just see their progress and how they're doing but when you're looking at one of these techniques specifically it's usually that repetitive, about 30 days doing this. So it, it does take work. You have to be willing to, to put in that work, which is why, again, I, I talk about that in the very beginning before I work with somebody.
0: So um, remind us the name of your website, because I feel like everybody listening right now is going to want to go and find out a little bit more about this. I mean, you know, no matter where you are in your life, the truth is the strategies that Jasmine's talking about can be helpful for you. I mean obviously we're catering to people who are going through divorce or who have been divorced, but as Jasmine said, I mean, it's applicable in so many different areas, body image, weight loss, you know, employment issues, everything like that. So where can people go to find out more about you?
2: My website is com. And uh, all the information is on there on um, if you would like to apply to work with me. Again, we will just do a free 30-minute consultation. I also do offer a free webinar where we walk through one of these techniques. And I offer them twice a month. So if you're interested and you're not sure about working with me and you want to try it out, I step-by-step walk you through doing one of these techniques specifically in that as well. And that information is all on my website.
1: I think that's so great. That way you take a baby step. There's no risk. If you don't like it, you walk away. I'm, I think we should just give
0: it a shot, Jess. We should see. We totally should. We totally yeah, we should. Um, and for everyone listening, we're going to have, uh, Jasmine will have her own uh, experts page on our website as all of our other experts do. So you'll be able to find all of her links to social, the website, reaching out to contact her. So we highly recommend checking it out. She's offering a service that we don't hear about very often. It's, um, you know, highly specialized and we are advocates. So go check her out. And thank you again, Jasmine, so much for your time today to educate all of us about this. It's amazing.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I love what you ladies are doing and uh, your website is so amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. For
0: everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all who would benefit from what we've talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe, rate, and review our Divorce Etc. podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media, at X-Experts, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. You can also find so much more, including articles and even the podcast transcripts on our website, at www.exexperts.com. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter now. When you get X experts in your inbox, you're the first to hear about all of our happenings at events, plus access special discounts and prices. Thanks for listening.